feel that sometimes your life or those of a loved one are complicated and out of control? You're not alone. Welcome to In the Ring with Mia, featuring five-time world and international boxing champion Mia St. John. Mia and her guests will share stories and invite open discussions about topics that need to be discussed. You'll be empowered to find help or be help. Now, here's your host, Mia St. John. Welcome, everyone. You're in the ring with Mia. How's everyone doing? I know that we're going through such trying times right now, and everyone is stressed with the coronavirus spreading. Um, I want you to know that it's important to remain calm, um, but I know it's difficult financially and emotionally for everyone Um, And it's especially not good for those of us that suffer already from mental health issues. Um, And we'll be talking to uh, Dr. Lawrence Rifkin uh, later on in in the show regarding this. So everyone try and stay calm. Um, I've been lately I've been talking a lot about my anxiety and panic attacks on social media. And I love all the responses I've been getting because millions of people suffer from this. But I always wonder, like, I I get all your messages and and I love it so much, but I'm always wondering, like, are these people feeling what I'm feeling, right? Because I know we say anxiety, but what exactly is anxiety, right? And for everybody, I'm sure we all have, like, our stories and, and what it is what anxiety is to them. But for me, it always starts with change. Like if there is a change in, in my life, because people who suffer from um, panic disorder, OCD, anxiety, we hate feeling out of control. We, we have to always be in control, right? So change is something that doesn't work well for people like me. Um, it just completely throws me out of whack. And for 30 years, I was so stable. I had the most amazing boxing career. Um, I was 30 years sober. My kids were doing great. And then all of a sudden, um, this is where the spiral starts. My son develops schizophrenia. And those of you who have um, schizophrenia or have a loved one that has it, you know how difficult it is. Those, the whole family, um, out of whack. And then I was forced into retirement. Um, and then the spiral goes even further and faster. Um, and I retired in 2017 and it wasn't that I was forced into retirement. It's just my body kind of forced me into retirement and, and that was really hard on me. And I think what really um, what really sparked my anxiety was then the death of my son, then his father. Then I suffered a breakup with my boyfriend of six years. And I just, that was it. <laughs> I just spiraled, ended my... 30 years of sobriety, and I just, I call, I, what I call I, the rabbit hole. I, I just went down the rabbit hole, and I started getting really anxious, and 
And again, what is anxiety? Okay. So for me, I started feeling scared all the time for no reason. It, it just like panic would just like rush over my body. Just like I would be walking to the grocery store or whatever. And all of a sudden just panic. So you, you can imagine like just feeling frightened for no apparent reason. Um, crazy stuff. Uh, I experience things like my hands going numb or thinking my hands were going numb, my face going numb, my head feeling disjointed, like I, like separate from my body. Like I didn't feel connected to my body. And when it got really bad, um, I started to hear voices. And, but I had insight to it still. So meaning I, I knew that the voices weren't real. Um, so that was always a good thing because I know that a lot of people that have schizophrenia are not, they don't have that insight. Um, like my son, like he always thought that the voices were real no matter what I told him, but, um, and in a sense they are right. They're real voices. Um, but is it reality? And, and a lot of times they can't tell the difference, but fortunately I could. Um, but the important thing for me was to just keep moving. And that's something that I learned in um, my meetings uh, for people who suffer from mental illnesses. Even though you feel like you're immobile and you're frozen, you just have to keep going, keep moving, keep doing what you're doing. Like, for example, if I was going somewhere like, say, the grocery store to get gas or run errands, like nothing could stop me. I would just keep moving despite feeling like my head was on a different street than I was, you know, I just had to like keep going. And that, that's something that really helped me. Other things that I did, I made sure that I would always meditate to calm me down. Uh, yoga, working out, working out was always like something really big for me. Um, especially running. Like I just, I have to run every single day. That's what I do now. And as well as I use psychotropic medication. Um, but you can't, you can't rely on medication, right? Um, it takes a lot more. So those are just things that I do every day uh, that I make sure I stay um, mentally healthy. And it's important also to stay away from the obvious alcohol and drugs, because that makes you even more anxious, right? Even though you feel good at the moment, um, it really doesn't help. It makes everything worse. So, and the, one of the interesting topics that we're going to talk about is, so I tend to have like OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder. And then I was actually diagnosed with it. And one of my um, obsessions was my teeth. Now, there, there is a correlation between mental illness and oral hygiene. And usually what we see is we see a lack of care, right? Um, but for me, it was overcare. Like I just, it's like the hand washing with people who have OCD. Um, the fear of bacteria. Well, my fear wasn't really in the hand washing. It was in the teeth brushing. I constantly brushing my teeth. 
And I mean, I carried I carry my toothbrush with me and it's just constant everywhere I go. Um, but now that like I'm starting to get a hold of my anxiety, it, it's calmed down. Um, but for others that suffer from mental illness, it tends to be a lack of care. Um, and I want to bring in, introduce you to a world-renowned cosmetic dentist, Dr. Lawrence Ripkin from Beverly Hills. And he's going to talk to us about the correlation between mental illness and oral hygiene. And you could also call in with your questions to 866-472-5788. Now I want to bring in Dr. Rifkin to say hello before we go to the break and and tell us what we're going to be talking about. Hello, Dr. Rifkin. Good morning, Mia. Good morning, everybody. Hopefully everybody's hanging in there. We're all going to get through this together. Good morning. Yeah, this has been like so surreal, hasn't it? Like all of a sudden, like we're quarantined and and did we think it was going to get this far? Well, that's a, that's a really good question. I think if we follow CDC, we look at the histories, try to keep the politics out of this. We've had uh, outbreaks, epidemics, pandemics before, and we're certainly learning a lot about these changing viruses and bacteria. And uh, we're, we're learning to respond even more quickly, finding the faults and the errors and the weaknesses in our system and trying to respond to that. And uh, yeah, this is something that I don't think uh, anybody, in, and I'm probably one of the older members here, has not experienced in my lifetime this type of uh, consideration of change in lifestyle. But we're going to get through this. We will respond. These viruses and diseases do not last forever. In time, I'm sure we'll come up with a vaccine, and most people are going to clear this this. Uh, this disease uh, by themselves. It's just be, be wary of the CDC guidelines and your risk factors and, and, and act accordingly. And I, and me, I want to thank you so much for inviting me on this show. I think uh, what you're presenting to the public and to your audience is hugely important because some of these things are kind of not talked about and they should be talked right. about because there are solutions to that. So I want to thank you right. for that. Oh, thank you. Where for, would you like me to start? On- well, thank you for coming on the show, but I don't want to get us started right now on our topic, which is mental illness right. and oral hygiene. Uh, I want to talk when we get back from the break, but I thank you so much for coming on, and especially today, because I know that, uh, I don't know about everyone else, but I woke up to the news of complete um, hysteria, and that's something that I think that you'll agree that we want to point out to people it's important to stay calm, right? Especially for those of us. Right, right, of course. Yeah, because the panic is only... No, the panic's only going to weaken your immune system. So Exactly, that is exactly right. So it's important to stay calm. I know it sucks. We're all like um, worried about this, but again, it's really important to stay calm and know, like Dr. Rifkin said, that we're going to get through this. Everything's going to be okay. Um, but I know it's, it's, it's rough. So um, when we get back, I want to talk to Dr. Rifkin about mental illness and oral hygiene and the correlation and things we can do, um, especially right now. Like we have um, a lot of people that 
you know, that are homeless that are suffering, especially with what's going on. So when we get back, uh, we're going to pick up uh, with Dr. Rifkin. Okay, so let me talk to you for a moment about my favorite cosmetic dentist, Dr. Lawrence Rifkin in Beverly Hills, because anyone that knows me knows how important my teeth are, especially having boxed for over 20 years. Have you ever wondered how your favorite stars have such flawless smiles? Have you ever seen a star with a noticeably fake smile? The difference between the two is the cosmetic dentist they chose. Dr. Lawrence Rifkin has been a dentist to the stars in the heart of Beverly Hills for the past 30 years. His patients are the elite of all industries and have a discerning eye for quality. So if you're looking for a Hollywood smile makeover that looks so natural you can keep it a secret, Dr. Lawrence Rifkin is the cosmetic dentist you should consult with. His experience as a pioneer in smile makeovers, along with him also being a professional sculptor, has made him a leader in creating beautiful smiles as well as all your dental needs from the simplest to the most complex. Please don't wait and visit DrLawrenceRifkin.com or call 310-273-0200. We'd like to thank you for listening to In the Ring with Mia. When not on set, she's busy helping the less fortunate through the Mia St. John Foundation. And now, Mia could use your help more than ever by visiting her at her website, miastjohnfoundation.org, and making a donation. You help create a safe place for those suffering from mental illness, homelessness, and addiction. So don't delay. Visit miastjohnfoundation.org today and help us make changes in the lives of those who need it the most. In my career as a professional boxer, I've knocked out many opponents in the ring. Now I need your help to knock out my toughest opponent yet, the stigma surrounding mental illness. I'm on a personal mission to help people understand that with the right kind of support, individuals with mental health conditions can live productive lives. And that's why I serve as a board member for Step Up, a national nonprofit organization headquartered in Santa Monica, California, that is helping save the lives of young adults and others with serious mental health conditions across the country. Step Up also works to end homelessness for this group of individuals. I urge you to go to their website at www.stepuponsecond.org and get involved in the fight today. Together, you and I can knock out stigma once and for all. You are listening to In the Ring with Mia. To reach Mia St. John or her guest on today's show, call in with questions or comments to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to blog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back in the ring. And you're back in the ring with Dr. Lawrence Rifkin. Um, hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. So what I want to talk about is how the mentally ill are prone to poor hygiene. And and tell me if I'm wrong, but I still think that even though mine was overcare rather than a lack of care, that's still poor hygiene, isn't it? Or am I wrong? Uh, your overcare is something that is more unusual than undercare. Um, I would always recommend that you kind of back off. There's a, there's a certain amount that's required and necessary and helpful to, to brush and floss and rinse your mouth and clean, keep a healthy mouth where there's no bacteria and viruses. 
but there's also can be overkill. So over brushing too often can irritate gum tissue and maybe even cause little scrapes and scratches in the teeth surfaces at the root surfaces as well. So you don't need to, to overdo it. We certainly know that anxiety can produce these types of behaviors along with clenching and bruxing your teeth. But the opposite Which I or the do. more Yeah. yeah <laughs> okay. Well that's where you can, you know, knowledge is power as you would say, right? Um, so now that you know that you can kind of be mindful when you start to perform this behavior and you just kind of back off a little bit. Okay. And, but that's a, it's better than not caring enough for your mouth. Um, I want to go to the, the mental aspect, the mentally ill aspect of this. And I just want to premise everything that there is no separation in the body from mental, oral, or systemic interrelationships. So, all of our body, our whole body is connected. So when we have bacteria in our mouths, it is not in our mouths. It, it goes throughout our entire body. Okay. The greatest portal of entry of bacteria, right. if not cut, is, yeah, is through the mouth and through the gum tissue. So bacteria between the teeth, under the gums, goes strictly through the epithelial lining and goes into our circulatory system. And many diseases, as they know, the bacteria travels throughout our body, can be attributed and either directly or indirectly linked to the bacteria that's in our mouths. So it's so important that your dentist, your dental hygienist, help you be aware, give you the skills, monitor your skills, and make you aware of areas that need to be cleaned better. And that's why we also measure pockets. Pockets are deeper areas in the gums where maybe a toothbrush or a dental floss cannot reach. But these also have a strong impact on our immune system, when which you also said earlier, can debilitate our immune system, which also creates a, a reduction in our energy. And for those that are mentally ill and already struggling with anxiety, uh, depression, uh, lack of energy, these things also take it down another notch, which is certainly right. not good. And don't you think, you know, with all this, um, it, all the news about washing your hands and, um, you know, keeping sanitized and all that, I'm surprised that no one has mentioned brush your teeth. Because like you said, like it's the, it's the entry, the portal of entry, right, where everything goes. Mm-hmm. And so... If you're swallowing bacteria and you're not keeping your mouth clean, is doesn't that leave you susceptible to things like the coronavirus? Or well, it certainly that's increases a no, your no brainer. It's a no-brainer. There's no current because it's such a new disease. But all diseases that start as an aerosol, what we call aerosol-transmitted diseases either enter through your mouth or through your nose. And it's important to have proper hygiene everywhere. And I'm even adding on some new instructions, especially currently, and I just did a little video yesterday, on common tips when before you brush or floss your teeth, you wash your hands as well because the floss is held in your fingers. You put your fingers in your mouth to get access to your teeth to Mm -hmm. floss them. So it's important to wash your hands even before you brush your teeth now. So I'm adding that on to my patient instructions. And this is a really important tip, especially during today's world of this coronavirus, that we are mindful. But this is not the only disease. So we always want to be clean. And um, so, yes, this coronavirus uh, and others, measles, uh, chicken pox, the flu, keep your hands clean, keep your mouth clean, 
even rinse with an antimicrobial mouth rinse. It could be something that's over the counter, or you can even use what we recommend, a 1% hydrogen peroxide solution that you rinse your mouth. And importantly, Mia, we also need to sterilize our toothbrushes. So that means you dip it in the antimicrobial rinse after you're washing it out, and you kill any bacteria that may be remnant on the toothbrush bristles themselves, and of course, throw away the floss. Um, this is a really important aspect. And then, of course, rinse your mouth with the antimicrobial mouth rinse, and you'll do everything that you can to keep as minimal amount of bacteria and viruses in your oral environment. Right. And I saw a video you did, and that really, like, um, helped me because, well, first of all, I didn't know all mm-hmm. that about sanitizing your toothbrush. but um, And that's something that I have never done. So, But now I'm going to start doing that. But what I did start doing was... Definitely washing my hands before I put my hands in my mouth, before brushing my teeth. That was a really good tip. Um, It seems seems obvious, doesn't it? But it wasn't. It it wasn't. And even for someone like me who's like obsessive about it, I didn't even think to do that. Um, But now I'm definitely going to start doing that. And and to me, it just seems like a no brainer, but um, so I want to talk about how, how the mentally ill, how do we cope with poor oral hygiene and which came first, right? Mental illness or poor oral hygiene. And are they, are they related? Because we know that well, this I'm not affects ex- a lot of the, the mentally ill, um, a lot of them suffer from lack of care. Mm-hmm. Well, I can't say that poor oral hygiene creates mental illness or is a cause of it, but I can say that it doesn't help the systemic oral environment and it does deplete and tax your immune system, which also reduces your energy. And whether that impacts the degree of mental illnesses that you may have, Uh, That is a medical question, but we certainly know that the healthier you are, the more energy you have, probably the better you are able to cope with everyday challenges. And we know that people that are mentally ill, they're not always thinking about their hygiene in general, especially the homeless. They're in difficult environments. They They don't have resources to seek professional and regular care. Uh, so obviously, their 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 body washing, their nutrition suffers, their oral hygiene, of course, suffers. And if you compound that with drug addiction, they're also in another mental state where the last thing on their mind probably is oral hygiene. Right. And this is this and is sad. What can we do about it, that? It it is because you know my son was homeless um, and suffered from schizophrenia, not because. Um, I didn't want him. Of course I wanted him. I would never kick him out of my house, but he would run away a lot to often self-medicate drugs and end up not brushing his teeth. I would actually, there were times where I would bribe him and, and pay him to brush his teeth. And, and it, it's really, it was really difficult. Um, so I want to talk about that. But right now we have a caller. Lupe is on the line. Lupe? Hi, Mia. Lupe? Oh, hi. Mia, hi. Oh, 
Hi. Hey, hi. Hi. This, hi this is Lucy from Bossy Miss Beauty. How are you? Hi. Good. I, How are you doing? Uh, good. You know, I, good I was morning. just listening, and I, I get everything you're saying. I totally agree. My question is, if you use um, a mouth rinse, I have a little boy who hates to brush his teeth um, and hates to mm-hmm. floss because of the sensory. Right. He, he just doesn't really like that. Um, but if you use mm-hmm. a mouthwash, does that mess with your pH in your mouth, if I'm using the right terms? I don't want it to mess with the normal, you know, how the saliva works, you know, mm-hmm. or erodes teeth. Can you recommend a, a great mouthwash? Or is there something that I have to watch out for so I don't mess with That's the natural um, saliva? Well, Doctor. always based on scientific evidence, and usually the ADA or American Dental Association will give you the best recommendations and use approved products by them because they have gone through much testing. As far as the pH of your saliva, a momentary rinse may change it for the moment, but the saliva flow continuing, uh, even if you rinse your mouth out with water after the mouth rinse, I think it should come back to a normal state. That's not a scientific okay. uh, opinion. That's a, that's a, an intuitive opinion, but I would use products that are approved by the American Dental Association because they've gone through much testing. Also, they recommend that you could use a 1% hydrogen peroxide solution, but this is not a substitute, Lupe, for proper brushing and flossing. So I don't know how old your your son or child is, but uh, they they need to just work with them patiently, uh, see a pediatric Mm -hmm. dentist to kind of show techniques and materials and types of toothbrushes that makes that a process more fun and more doable by your child. It's important to teach our children okay. this. Good habits how start early. Your, how old is your son? He, he is 11, and he, has impro- he is improving with his teeth brushing. But I, I understand mm-hmm. that all you know, the diseases start there. I just want to be yeah. make sure that we have a great um, brushing program going on. Yeah. Good. Well, good luck. Very thank important you for that info. Yeah, yeah, thank you for your call, Lupe. Good luck. Of, of course. Great show. I'll continue listening. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. So, yeah, that was a really good question because I've often mm-hmm. wondered that. Um, so, yeah, uh, great question. Um, when we get back, I want to mm-hmm. talk about what we can do to help the mentally ill, um, drug addiction, and the homeless. Great. So, will you stay with us? In my career as a professional boxer, I've knocked out many opponents in the ring. Now I need your help to knock out my toughest opponent yet, the stigma surrounding mental illness. I'm on a personal mission to help people understand that with the right kind of support, individuals with mental health conditions can live productive lives. And that's why I serve as a board member for Step Up, a national nonprofit organization headquartered in Santa Monica, California, that is helping save the lives of young adults and others with serious mental health conditions across the country. Step Up also works to end homelessness for this group of individuals. I urge you to go to their website at www.stepuponsecond.org and get involved in the fight today. Together, you and I can knock out stigma once and for all. We'd like to thank you for listening to In the Ring with Mia. When not on set, she's busy helping the less fortunate through the Mia St. John Foundation. And now, Mia could use your help more than ever by visiting her at her website, miastjohnfoundation.org, and making a donation. You help create a safe place for those suffering from mental illness, homelessness, and addiction. 
so don't delay. Visit MiaStJohnFoundation.org today and help us make changes in the lives of those who need it the most. Okay, so let me talk to you for a moment about my favorite cosmetic dentist, Dr. Lawrence Rifkin in Beverly Hills, because anyone that knows me knows how important my teeth are, especially having boxed for over 20 years. Have you ever wondered how your favorite stars have such flawless smiles? Have you ever seen a star with a noticeably fake smile? The difference between the two is the cosmetic dentist they chose. Dr. Lawrence Rifkin has been a dentist to the stars in the heart of Beverly Hills for the past 30 years. His patients are the elite of all industries and have a discerning eye for quality. So if you're looking for a Hollywood smile makeover that looks so natural you can keep it a secret, Dr. Lawrence Rifkin is the cosmetic dentist you should consult with. His experience as a pioneer in smile makeovers, along with him also being a professional sculptor, has made him a leader in creating beautiful smiles as well as all your dental needs from the simplest to the most complex. Please don't wait and visit DrLawrenceRifkin.com or call 310-273-0200. You are listening to In the Ring with Mia. To reach Mia St. John or her guest on today's show, call in with questions or comments to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to blog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back in the ring. You're back in the ring with Mia and my awesome guest, Dr. Lawrence Rifkin, cosmetic dentist from Beverly Hills. And we're talking about the correlation between mental illness and oral hygiene, um, which we know is is a big problem, especially uh, here in LA County, where we have um, a large number of homelessness um, who are mentally ill. A lot of them are mentally ill and drug addicted. Um, Dr. Rifkin, what can we do to help the mentally ill, the drug addicted, and the homeless? And their oral um, hygiene. That's a re- yeah, that's a great all-encompassing question. I would say the, the easier pathway is if you have a family member or someone that you are caring for at home, this is where, like you had with your son, Mia, you can motivate them any way possible, even brush or floss their teeth for them if, if you can. That's, mm-hmm. that's from the dental standpoint. But I think the situation medically as well as dentally is, is a very important topic today that we can't do this just alone. We need to have major resources in the state and federal government mm-hmm. to help house and provide comprehensive care to the mentally ill, the homeless, people that are on on the streets. We can run around and pass out toothbrushes and toothpaste and floss. That is not going to educate these people enough. They need to be in a more controlled environment that we can get some better help on a consistent basis for them. So, you know, making the the public aware, such as you're doing, which is such a major and important aspect of your radio show, you're reaching out to thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, perhaps millions of people to motivate our our government to provide these services. The doctors and staffs are willing to help. As a matter of fact, when I was in dental school and ongoing even now, we have mobile clinics where we go out to people that are not do not have access to regular care, to people that are on the streets and try to help them, but we can't provide full dental uh 
protection and dental education motivation to them on this basis. It is a start, but it's not enough. So what you're doing is hugely important. We need to put pressure on the governments to do this. Uh, we have volunteers, we have charities, we have people that go out there and restore a smile, which basically is not cosmetic. It's, it's to be healthy. And by the way, right. uh, I'm, I, I'm known for cosmetics, but there's no patient of mine that, that goes through any cosmetic procedure without a foundation of health. Cosmetics is, is important, it's, but it's secondary. And for the mentally ill and those that are depressed, if I may segue into the aspect of having a healthy and more attractive smile, also uh, can improve one's self-esteem. And I've had patients, that you, as you have known, that have suffered damage to their mouths. They're recovering, but they can't get a job because their teeth are either broken or decayed or unattractive. And as soon as you restore that sense of normalcy and health and a pleasant smile, their lives change. I've had a patient that we did on a TV show with Dr. Drew Pinsky called Life Changers. And this young woman, a beautiful young woman that had some damage to her teeth from a motorcycle accident, then just let her teeth go. She had three beautiful children. Her teeth deteriorated so much because as they got worse, she spiraled down and she wouldn't go in and seek care. And as a result, her teeth were so badly decayed and unattractive that she couldn't go out to the market. She would give people money to go shop for them and she wouldn't go and take care of herself because she was afraid she couldn't get a job. She couldn't have a relationship. Um, so she suffered from anxiety and depression. I wouldn't say she's severely mentally ill because she restored with a group of team of other doctors and myself that restored her, her health and her smile. And she went out and got a job. She had, I think she's even married now and her children are, have a better care. So it's, it's hugely important to take care of your mouth because the mouth is such a center for our personality, our persona and how we interact with other people. And I think that it's really important that we start with the government. We put pressure on them. We're willing to pay taxes for this. And I don't know why it's not happening yet, but maybe, Maybe in this uh, world, I'll be on from a positive standpoint. I'll, I'll have hope. Because isn't it important to keep them healthy and clean? Because that affects society, right? That, mm-hmm. that we don't, it stops the spread of, say, illnesses like coronavirus. Um, I love the idea of mobile clinics. And I'll tell you what I used to do, even though, I, see, I think that you know, the, the old term, it takes a village. Um, when mm-hmm. my son was out there on the streets and I would, you know, I would go searching like, you know, for days trying to find him. And the, the two things that I always brought, well, actually there were four things I always brought with me. And I would even, I would take the toothbrushes. You have these um, temporary toothbrushes with toothpaste. Um, mm-hmm. And I would fill the bags um, with those toothbrushes. Um Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember that, but I would go around sure. to the parks looking for my son. And, and the number one thing that they always wanted, okay, I'm going to tell you four things I always had with me. Uh, toothbrush, toothpaste, socks, because a lot of them suffer from um, uh, foot diseases. Uh, wh- what do you call the, what's the most popular? Well, I don't, don't want to say the most popular, athlete's foot. <laughs> Yeah, because, uh, you know, they're wearing the same sweaty shoes over and over again, no socks. Mm-hmm. So I always mm-hmm. carried socks, toothbrush, toothpaste, coffee, cigarettes. 
Um, and that's mm-hmm. how I was always able to entice them was, okay, you know, you brush your teeth, change your socks and you get mm-hmm. coffee and cigarettes. Um, so right. I feel like however we have to do it as a, a community to keep them healthy, um, isn't that worth it? Rather than Absolutely. spreading spreading illnesses. Um, so I don't know, to me, like, like even if, if the government won't do anything, we as a society have to put in um, some kind of effort Right. But I really love the idea of, mm-hmm. of a mobile clinic. And why aren't like other um, like why isn't that being done more? Is that something that that um, takes a lot of money? Is it um, our our government rules and regulations? Like what is it that stops that? Well, I think you put your finger on it. I think the the sense of importance and the emphasis on where we spend our money and resources from a governmental standpoint, uh, they either have other priorities and they don't see this as a priority, but we do, obviously. And it does take a certain amount. There are volunteers. I've volunteered. I've worked in in clinics for children uh, for free. So the dentists and dental staff and people are willing to help. People in the medical community are very generous and, and sensitive and empathetic. We do need mobile clinics require some sort of a trailer with equipment and supplies, and that does cost money. And you can't expect the, the doctors alone and their staffs to fund all of this. This is just too too great a, a, an expenditure, but it doesn't have to be that much. And also the importance of not only the mobile clinics, Mia, but also starting this education early in the schools. Those kids that are in school, even if they're not mentally ill, need to develop these habits. We don't know if they're going to have a mental illness later, but building these habits for the general population and and the potentially mentally ill early is so important in, in schools because that's where we can catch them early. I've and many, many others have gone to schools and they volunteer doctors, dentists, uh, dental hygienists, dental assistants go in there and teach young children how to brush and floss. And we make it fun and we show them the importance. And we develop habits early, early, early in life. And you know what? Hopefully the parents have developed these habits to impart that knowledge to their kids on a daily basis. You know, that is so important, the education. Like just uh, and just kind of like a funny but not so funny memory I have as a child um Mm -hmm. so I became OCD later in life uh and that was one of my um obsessions was the the teeth brushing but before that when I was a kid and before I got ill it's interesting how I never wanted to brush my teeth as a child like it was like the ultimate Mm -hmm. torture I don't even know why and it was something that my mother didn't enforce really because she grew up, was born and raised in, uh, on a farm in Mexico, in rural Mexico, you know, where there wasn't, um, you know, we didn't even have electricity or running water. Um, so mm-hmm. they, they, as a community, never brushed their teeth um, and drank sodas. And, you know, it was just... Uh, it was just, I don't know if it was lack of, um, lack of like toothbrushes or I, I don't know what it was, or just lack of education, which is what I think it, right. it, it 
was actually. And so that's how I grew up. Um, so I think it's so important to not only educate the children, but the parents as well. Absolutely. Right. right. The importance of it. Right. And you know what? Mm-hmm. And you bring up another really, really important topic is nutrition. We know that nutrition affects our entire body. That's, that's a given. But with today's immediacy and fast foods and uh, quick foods, which are mm-hmm. probably on the bottom level of, of nutrition and health, these things usually are more carbohydrate, sugar-driven, which actually support the growth of bacteria that are in our mouth that cause decay and gingivitis and periodontal diseases, as well as not provide the proper nutrients for the body's immune system and general overall health. And that's why American society perhaps is maybe more obese than other countries because our fast food industry, not to be political here, or our poor choices of how much we should eat and what our good mixture of vegetables, fruits, vegetables, fresh fruits should be. And this again should be taught by the parents. You know, I realize that fast food is cheap food and there's a whole, that's a whole nother topic. I'm sure maybe you'll touch on that one day, but this is important from a dental standpoint. You have to brush this, these carbohydrates and sugars out of your mouth for the dental oral environment, as well as your systemic health. Yeah. And before we go to break, I would just want to say that you're absolutely Mm -hmm. right because I did read somewhere that carbohydrates is the worst thing. Um, that you really have to brush your teeth afterwards. And I've noticed that when I eat a salad, I'm fine. But when I eat something like bread or a donut or something like that, it goes into all mm-hmm. my pockets and in between my teeth. And so right. I, and I didn't know that. So that's something that I think is, is really important for the public to know. Um, we're about to go to break. But when we come back, we're going to discuss the coronavirus COVID-19 virus pandemic and the impact upon dental health and care. So stay with us. Stay tuned. More with Dr. Lawrence Rifkin when we get back. Okay, so let me talk to you for a moment about my favorite cosmetic dentist, Dr. Lawrence Rifkin in Beverly Hills, because anyone that knows me knows how important my teeth are, especially having boxed for over 20 years. Have you ever wondered how your favorite stars have such flawless smiles? Have you ever seen a star with a noticeably fake smile? The difference between the two is the cosmetic dentist they chose. Dr. Lawrence Rifkin has been a dentist to the stars in the heart of Beverly Hills for the past 30 years. His patients are the elite of all industries and have a discerning eye for quality. So if you're looking for a Hollywood smile makeover that looks so natural you can keep it a secret, Dr. Lawrence Rifkin is the cosmetic dentist you should consult with. His experience as a pioneer in smile makeovers, along with him also being a professional sculptor, has made him a leader in creating beautiful smiles as well as all your dental needs from the simplest to the most complex. Please don't wait and visit DrLawrenceRifkin.com or call 310-273-0200. We'd like to thank you for listening to In the Ring with Mia. When not on set, she's busy helping the less fortunate through the Mia St. John Foundation. And now, Mia could use your help more than ever by visiting her at her website, miastjohnfoundation.org, and making a donation. You help create a safe place for those suffering from mental illness, homelessness, and addiction. So don't delay. Visit miastjohnfoundation.org today and help us make changes in the lives of those who need it the most. 
In my career as a professional boxer, I've knocked out many opponents in the ring. Now I need your help to knock out my toughest opponent yet, the stigma surrounding mental illness. I'm on a personal mission to help people understand that with the right kind of support, individuals with mental health conditions can live productive lives. And that's why I serve as a board member for Step Up, a national nonprofit organization headquartered in Santa Monica, California, that is helping save the lives of young adults and others with serious mental health conditions across the country. Step Up also works to end homelessness for this group of individuals. I urge you to go to their website at www.stepuponsecond.org and get involved in the fight today. Together, you and I can knock out stigma once and for all. You are listening to In the Ring with Mia. To reach Mia St. John or her guest on today's show, call in with questions or comments to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to blog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back in the ring. And we're back in the ring with the, I was going to say the infamous. <laughs> <laughs> well, because infamous, because so many people are circles, afraid. Perhaps of, so many people are afraid of the dentist. It's hilarious, and and that's my favorite place to go is the dentist. <laughs> I know, I know, the I know. Well, we have a, we have a reputation, right or wrong. <laughs> it's so funny. It's like I, it, I cannot. Well, anyway, you're back in the ring with Dr. Lawrence Rifkin, but. I cannot wait. I get so excited when I know I have a, a, an appointment coming up. Oh, my God. I got my teeth cleaning coming up. Yay. <laughs> it's so funny. Mm-hmm. And people think like it's just absolutely nuts. But, okay. No, so patients actually uh, love their teeth being cleaned. Go ahead. Really? Yeah. They, they, they want to see my hygienist more than they want to see me, which is, oh, uh, that's I don't know, indicate that's something. That's because she's but, cute. But it, that's because she's cute. Oh, well, that, that may be it, but it's also like, <laughs> it's like getting your gums massaged. You know, you feel so fresh and clean. It, your tongue runs over your know. teeth. They're slick and shiny and all that. It's a good, it's a good I, feeling. I absolutely love it. Um, which reminds me, I got to make my appointment to go in. And this is what scares me. Okay. So mm-hmm. we're this hysteria with coronavirus and it is very serious. But what worries me is, do you think you're going to see people that are now even more afraid to go to the dentist and, and should they be? I mean, I know that offices such as um, your office are taking um, great precaution to make sure, to ensure their, their health and safety. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a good question. This is a, this is a very temporary situation and it's more not related necessarily to dentistry itself, but just social gathering. Right. Uh, first, let me emphasize that historically, well before the coronavirus, dentists are held to a standard and we historically have provided universal precautions and sterilization procedures to, you know, to protect our patients and ourselves, honestly, from transmission of diseases. Since we are working in the mouth, there is saliva, there's sometimes a minimal amount of blood, even with your teeth cleaning, and sometimes spraying that goes into an aerosol. So everything in the, in the dental office, uh, surfaces, chairs, instruments, lights, they're all wiped down with uh, an antiseptic uh, wipe, which kills viruses and bacteria. All Many materials are disposable, one use, and all the other instrumentation are sterilized, packaged, 
and never open until they're with the patient. So our awareness of disease transmission has been historic ever since you get it out of dental school. We, the, this is a historic standard. So the environment itself in the dental office is always being protected, cleansed uh, to protect all of us. And you know, the dental staff and the dentists are more at risk than the single patient visit because mm-hmm. we're seeing patients all day long. But um, needless to say, uh, we're in a new world. We're in a new world where this uh, more highly contagious disease, as uh, for some may be a slightly slight illness and some could be serious to fatal. Uh, we don't want to take any chances right now. It's too new to testing. So at present, despite all of our sterilization uh, procedures or wiping down even lobbies, door handles, windows, everything, contact pens, We are constantly wiping. We are wearing, you know, protective clothing and asking even patients to come in and uh, make sure that they wash their hands or use a hand sanitizer, brush and floss their teeth, and also use an oral rinse, which kills bacteria in their mouths, even before coronavirus. We're doing all of that. We have been doing all that, and we will continue to do that well after this disease. But in today's world, um, I don't think you should be afraid of the dentist per se, but it is being recommended by the California Dental Association. um, And this is just things that come out daily, minute to minute. We're watching this is that the uh, I would just read this from you from uh, California Dental Association is strongly recommends that dentists practicing in California voluntarily suspend non-essential or non-urgent dental care for the next 14 days. Only 14 days, you know, and that's uh, if you have an emergency, of course, you have pain or infection, you must seek treatment, whether it's antibiotics or direct care. We will take excellent care of you and protect you. Uh, Just be aware that uh, CDC uh, recommendations, California Dental Association, American Dental Association has your safety as a primary concern more uh, moreover. And so if you don't have to go in for right now, only for the next 14 days, and I'm working with my patient uh, population and, and telling them that they're, they're certainly safe in our office, but uh, it may not be necessary at this point that they can reschedule their appointments and just maybe hang in there as we uh, protect ourselves from this this epidemic and try to stay away from crowds or people. Now, dental offices are usually not crowded. Um, uh, maybe dentists should, uh, for not a, for essential treatment, keep uh, patients, you know, uh, more separated. You know, we wear masks and protective garb, but we want everybody to be safe. So higher risk patients, for sure, p- patients that are over, I don't know, the age of 65 or 70 now or 80, there's all a different risk factor. You know, you don't have to go into the dental office right now. And so that's the first recommendation. Um, and, and these things are coming out daily. Just to let you know that the, the, that we, we care about you. We care about ourselves. We want you to be healthy and just start practicing better oral hygiene at home. Perhaps reschedule your appointments, but don't stop keeping your appointments. Right, exactly. This disease will pass. Yeah, and you and you need to take care of your mouths. If we've already built a, a foundation of knowledge as as to why, um, so yeah, that's that's where we're at today with this. Uh, also, you might expect when you go into the dental office, if if the dentist and only they can determine what is essential or what's urgent or not uh, or necessary, you know, 
be careful if you're feeling ill at all. These are recommendations, again, from the American Dental Association and the CDC, that if you have traveled within the last 14 days out of the country, if you're feeling ill at all, have been around someone that has been ill or has traveled, that you postpone treatment for approximately 14 days and maintain a symptom-free status. Also, um, you may not know, and so you may experience going into most medical and dental offices that, that we take your temperature, just like you would perhaps being screened at the airport. We want to make sure that you get care. We want to make sure that you're safe. If you need medical help, if there are some symptoms that are indicative of some sort of ATD, which is an aerosol-transmitted disease, it could be the flu, it doesn't have to be coronavirus, um, that we, we want you to seek care right away. Sometimes the first line of observation could be your dentist or a dental hygienist. And so we really want to be careful about that too. So please anticipate uh, a little bit of the procedures that are more extensive than you're probably used to and, uh, and welcome that as well. We're trying to help each other. You may be fine, but we don't want you to, if you're a carrier or if I would be a carrier, I wouldn't want to be around people even if I'm asymptomatic to others. So that's why this social distancing, this type of uh, all these extreme measures right now, these lockdowns and cancellations of restaurants, et cetera, that's why it's so important. So we, we don't know, but we know that the further away we are from each other, then we're not going to be transmitting these diseases and you'll have many fewer cases. So it's really, really important time. And I know it's a uncharted territory to some degree, a little bit scary, but if you follow these reasonable guidelines, I think we're going to get through this in a, in a much better fashion. And I love that, that you're, you're just the type of dentist that you always put your patients above, above profit. You know, you put your patients over, mm-hmm. you're always thinking of them and what's best for them. And that's probably why you're one of the world's top dentists. Um, and so I really want to commend you for that. And, I'm really grateful and and happy you were able to be on my show today. Tell the public where they can reach you. How they can um, reach you. All right, I will. Uh, But I do want to say thank you, Mia, for allowing me this opportunity to speak to you and your audience. And just to let you know that uh, I'm not alone in this caring attitude. There are all my colleagues. You may be speaking to me now, but if you were speaking with many of my colleagues, uh, they all have this attitude. They all care about their patients, and they all put their patients before their profit motives. This is something that's uh, just too important to even think about money at this time. Yes, it's a struggle. We are financially uh, being challenged right now, even our dental medical practices. No patients coming in, no income. Right. Uh, staffs to be responsible for is is really, really, um, it's, 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 we all experience that. Everyone but if you want to reach me. DrLawrenceRifkin.com. I did it for you. Thank you for tuning in to In the Ring with Mia. Be sure to join host Mia St. John for the next show on Monday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time and 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Remember, you are one of the most important people in the world.